Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I am so glad that you guys decided to join us today. By the time this show uh, airs, it will be the weekend of Memorial or Memorial Day weekend. Uh, And I wanted to, first and foremost, above all things today, I would like to really thank each and every one of you who has given your lives, your hearts, your your sometimes minds to defend this country, and for all those families out there that Memorial Day brings to remembrance the memory of a loved one who fought and died that we might have freedom. And so today as we come to you, I wanted to just relate to you that I grew up at a time when, uh, when the Vietnam War was going on, and it was on the nightly news every night. We saw it every time we turned around. And I had some very good friends who fought in that war. Uh, One of my friends was a Marine Corps sergeant in country. um, And his name was Mike Gilbert. He was the older brother to my best friend, Greg Gilbert, who is someone that I still know. He later on went into law enforcement and his brother, Mike, I remember when he came back from Vietnam, he had been shot three times. He had lost a half of lung. He said that he laid there on the stretcher in the ground waiting to be transported. He had been wounded before, and this time uh, he had. they took his finger and they plugged it in the wound to keep the, the air from escaping from his lung and, I guess, from filling up with blood. He really didn't think he was going to make it. And one of the medics said to the other one, I, I don't think this guy's going to make it. Mike said he might have saved his life because all he could think about is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live. I'm going to get better. I'm going to find the medic, and I'm going to beat him senseless. <laughs> of course, he did none of those things, and I'm sure that he was more than grateful to the medic who, who essentially saved his life. When he came back, there were those that would spit on him, would call them baby killers, and would do all those things. And, and I can tell you that if nothing else, I was never one of those people. A person who marches off to war, some wars are popular, some wars are not popular, but whether a, a war is popular or it is unpopular doesn't diminish the bravery of the soldiers who fight in it. World War II saw us fighting against the Nazis, and, and that was good. And in Vietnam, we couldn't quite figure out exactly what we were fighting for. But the men and the women that fought in those wars had the same kind of courage, the same kind of stamina, the same kind of loyalty. They went and they did their duty. And so when they came back, unlike World War II, when everybody was praised and held up 
and they should have been, by the way. Uh, they were often ignored and denigrated, and many times they came back with sicknesses. They came back with Agent Orange, and they, they came back with memories that they couldn't, couldn't divorce out of their minds anymore. And largely, uh, they were ignored. But I got to tell you, to each one of you that's out there, to the greatest generation who fought in World War II, all the way through the Korean uh, conflict, to the Vietnam War and those Vietnam uh, veterans who came back, I thank you for the freedom that you fought for. But you know what? It didn't stop there. It went on even to today into little-known places and foreign soils. And in those foreign places, there was American blood that, that laid in the sands of distant places to make sure that they purchased your freedom and mine. And if you know a veteran, and, and I don't care if they marched into war, or they served on a ship uh, or on the, the home front with the Coast Guard, each one of those people that put on the uniform is someone that you need to give thanks for for the freedom you enjoy. I think to a great degree we need to thank those other uniforms that fight to keep us alive, from police officers to firefighters and paramedics who fight to keep us alive. And we need to go and we need to remember that Memorial Day isn't a day just for hot dogs, hamburgers, all those things are great. It's great to be there with your families. It's great to do all those things. But there needs to be the sober realization that there are men and women who gave their lives so that we could ha be free. And you know what? Many of those young men and young women were really that, 18, 19, 20, 25 and then older people as well, but many of them never got to have families of their own. They never got to realize their potential in business or in the career that they had chosen. But they were still willing to march into battle. And, and I think we never give enough acknowledgement to our soldiers. And I think we certainly overlook the ones that are fighting right now in different places, a long way from home. Have you ever thought, I wonder if any of them stop and say, does anybody know, does anybody care, does anybody realize? And I just, I just want us to do that. I want us to realize. And so for me, from my heart, I thank each and every one of you who serves. And I mourn for each and every one who has lost their lives from the very beginning of this country for the freedom that we enjoy today. And I'm sure that each one of them could have said, long live the Republic. And so, uh, as we come to uh, today to this time of the memorial, I also want us to, to realize that Paul also saw in terms of the valor of a soldier and the ability of a soldier. I have a little coin you guys probably know what challenge coins are. All of you in the military do. They're a coin about the size of a silver dollar, feels about the same weight. These are the full armor of God, and the full armor of God, it has a Roman soldier, and 
each one of the different stations on the soldier's uh, outfit is serves a purpose. And so he tells us to put on the full armor of God, the breastplate of uh, the belt of truth and the sword of the spirit, the, the, um, to have your feet shod with peace and the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and the shield of truth. And these are the full armor of God, and each one of them meant something. If you're a Christian today, you're engaged in a battle as well. You're engaged in a battle against principalities of darkness that, that we obviously cannot see, that we see the influences of. But trust me, you are soldiers in that great battle. I try to emphasize to the men at the mission that it is our battle as believers in Jesus Christ, and we need to be just as courageous when we go into battle. Yes, you might be afraid, but you need to march into battle just as courageously as our men and women have fought war after war for us here. We need to understand that as the freedom we enjoy in our country is not free. Soldiers gave their lives, not politicians, but soldiers gave their lives to keep us free. So this freedom we enjoy called the grace of God wasn't free either. It was definitely free to you, and it was free to me, to those who have been called by God, who have bowed our knee and confessed with our mouth that the Lord Jesus Christ is in fact Lord, who come before the throne of grace not as conquering kings but as beggars before the throne of, of grace, who in repentance and faith have come and knelt down and received everlasting, eternal salvation. But it wasn't free. Jesus had to pay the price. He not only had to die on the cross, but he had to suffer. He took the beatings and the stripes and the suffering for you and I so that we could live our lives free from eternal death. You know, the, the Roman outfit, the Roman soldiers, obviously they looked a lot different than our soldiers today. Our soldiers today have, have helmets that are much different, and they, of course, carry uh, weapons, whether they're pistols at the side or they're M1s or whatever they're carrying, or sniper rifles even, and they're clad in tanks sometimes. But they're still outfitted. And, you know, if you stop and you look at the whole armor of God and they, they go through the whole thing, they, you know, I, I like to tell the men, I want you to picture this Roman soldier. And this Roman soldier has the belt of truth on. And we know what the truth is. We know the gospel of Jesus Christ is the truth, that he is the Lord God Almighty. And so we know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through him. But in the days of the Roman soldier, that belt was more than a belt. I mean, he put the belt around and it had some armor in the front and it had a few things that hang, hung down. But around there were all the implements of war that he needed. If it was an axe or a hammer or whatever the case is, he had that hanging from that belt. And we need to take the belt of truth and we need to make sure that we have all the weapons 
of the war of spirituality, don't we? And so it had more, it was more like the utility belt that Batman had than just a belt like we think about to keep our, our pants up. And we have the sword of the spirit. And I tell the guys, when, you, when we get through this veil to the other side, I pray that your armor is beat to a pulp, that it is dirty and it is scarred and that there are nicks in the sword showing the battle that you were in. Because guess what? It takes soldiers to win a war, and it takes soldiers who are brave enough to battle and to march into war when they're fearful, when they're trembling, and yet to do what they need to do for the ultimate outcome. And, and what we need to do is march into that same battle courageously understanding that God has used us as his hands and feet and mouth to speak the words of truth. And we need to carry that that sword of the spirit we need to have our feet shod with peace you know what there's a total difference between a christian who is confrontational everywhere they go trying to stir up trouble trying to get in an argument and those that carry the truth with them but they carry it with peace they are not afraid to confront the enemy when it needs to be confronted, but they do it in such a way that speaks of the love, the grace, and the peace that our Savior had. And remembering that our Savior came to, to serve, not to be served. I don't know if you know this, but the Roman soldier's uh, footwear was pretty important. For us, you know, we, we make sure that we don't stub our toes so that we have leather shoes on and we got some grip on the bottom so we don't slip on the gravel or on a wet floor. But it was a whole different thing when you marched into battle with the Romans. They would take their sandals and they would drive hobnails through the, the sole plate so that they stuck out like an oversized golf shoe. These spikes w had a reason. And it's a reason that the, the Christian soldier needs to be shod, too, with that footwear with peace. They could dig their feet in, and they would be immovable. I don't know how many of you are familiar with a Roman phalanx, but a Roman phalanx, they would form a V, they would uh, put their shields up, much like uh, interlapping scales of a, of a snake. And so the point of the V would be towards the enemy. And then they would have rows of men, some with, with spears over top, some with swords that came from underneath to fight the enemy. And they were immovable no matter how many soldiers laid into that Roman phalanx against those shields, their feet were dug into the dirt and they weren't being pushed out of place. There was a very famous battle uh, when they were in Britain and the people had rallied together to attack the Romans and they were outnumbered hundreds to one. The Romans took off in retreat until they found a, a place where there were steep gore, a gorge where there were steep sides, they knew they couldn't be flanked, and so the enemy would have to get them face on. 
They formed the phalanx. They stood their ground. They battled, and even though it looked hopeless at first, the casualties on the other side mounted and mounted and mounted until finally the numbers had shrunk to a place where the Romans now had the best of them. They broke ranks and started to chase the, the, uh, their antagonists. They chased them down, and, and the battle was completely won. Much the same way we need to stand our ground. We need to battle, but we need to battle and stand our ground for the cause of Christ, for the cause of peace, for the cause of reconciliation of man to God. Because don't forget, our whole problem stemmed from the fact that we have a holy God and we have sinned against him. We have the helmet of salvation. You know, that helmet of salvation, if you are a regenerate, born-again believer, if you are are one of those elect that God has chosen and you are walking in the newness of life in salvation, you not only need to be grateful for it, but you need to put it in to protect your head against all the onslaught of the devil, all the things that will come against you, all the things, whether it's, it's smut and stuff on TV, whether it's foul language from outside, if it's ideas that are incorrect, you need to have that helmet on. And you need the breastplate of righteousness. Because you are saved by grace through faith and this not of yourself doesn't mean that you have no obligation. Yes, you are not saved by the law, but you are saved unto good works. You are saved unto those things. You, your heart should now be wanting to serve God. And Truthfully, you need the shield of faith. Why? Because the shield of faith wards off the fiery darts of the enemy. Man, I can't tell you how many times I have, I have felt overwhelmed by everything, whether it's physical pain, emotional pain, whether it's, it's when the, the job was too hard, when life was too hard, when sickness was overcoming, and, and all those little fiery darts coming in that said you've never been worthy, you never be worthy, you're not good enough, what makes you think you're so special? But you have the shield of faith. My faith doesn't lie in my righteousness or my goodness. It lies right there where it needs to be with God Almighty. Jesus Christ paid the price. He, he placed his righteousness on me. That when I stand before a holy God, when I stand before the Father, then it's not my deeds of, uh, that I have done, all the sins that I have been privy to, and trust me, my life, I, I have failed so many times in the things that I wanted to do and didn't do, so I can, I can understand when Paul said, you know, the things I want to do, I do not do, but the things I do, I do not want to do. Oh, who will rescue me from this body of death? Well, the next line tells you Jesus Christ is who, who our hope and our faith is in, right? So put on the shield of faith. Carry the armor of God with you. And, and you know what? I got the opportunity to be on Pastor to Pastor the other day with John Jackson, Dr. John Jackson from 
uh, William Jessup University. And, and what a great guy. He, he's, he really, we were talking about the armor. We were talking about the faith. And, and you know what? It's good to know that no matter how knowledgeable we are, every believer still needs to rely on, on that shield, right? So again, I want to go back for a minute and just tell you that the struggle that the men have And by the way, many of the people that are out on the street right now happen to be uh, veterans as well, and we need to be cognizant of that. That the difference between, and I'm going to switch gears a little bit, and I want to address the homeless situation that we're all seeing out on the street, and I hear what people are saying, how they think they can solve it. Well, first of all, you're never going to solve the problem of having poor people because, well, Jesus said that the poor you will always have with you. That's not what I wanted to talk to us with. What I wanted to discuss just briefly today, I wanted to talk to you, is the realization that, yes, there are poor people out there, and yes, there are many people now out on the street holding signs. Some are very vulgar about their approach. Some are in your face. Some are demanding. Some are unappreciative. Some of those people uh, are choosing to be where they are, and so you can't solve the problem by simply throwing money at it. You can't solve the problem even by simply feeding them. That's why I think that our, our recovery program is where it needs to be, where we teach men what God has to say for them. We teach them about his word, and they leave the mission not wanting to be a burden on society, not wanting or feeling entitled, but feeling grateful when they realize that the price that was paid for them was a price that they could never have paid for themselves. I want us in middle-class America to hear the same thing. We're not entitled to things. We are given grace by God that we even live, that we can even breathe. I know that Today, it may have sounded like I jumped around a lot, but on the way over, I truly wanted to thank our veterans. I truly wanted to, to give encouragement to all believers to keep that armor on. And I am truly concerned that we are seeing the homeless situation in an incorrect way. The sympathies of the people will turn against homeless that are ungrateful, And I'm not saying all homeless are ungrateful. I'm saying of those that are. And remember that we feed 9,000 meals a month to the homeless so that we can get the gospel message out, that true message of hope. And I hope that each one of you has the true message of hope in your hearts. I hope that you have the armor of God securely in place. I pray every day that my armor is. I am grateful for the mission. I am grateful to God. I am grateful for all of you who are donors. And I pray for each one of you. May we all be the soldiers in Christ we need to be. And may we remember this Memorial Day that people gave their lives for our freedom and Christ gave his life for our eternal freedom. So I'm just grateful we're here and I'm grateful you're there. And so, as always, my dear friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand.
Nowhere to live, nowhere to fall He used to have money, but he's wasted it all His face is a photograph burned in my mind But I pretend not to see him for the 21st time You've been listening to Voices from the Street The radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268. 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street. Tell not to see him for the 21st time